Happy podcast to you. Happy podcast to you. Happy podcast, arrogant healthcare marketing bastards. Happy podcast to you. Happy podcast. Happy podcast. Happy podcast. Happy podcast to us. That was pretty funny. Don't you think? <laughs> they did they did they did well. Yes. How nice of them. Was there a rehearsal before the uh There was no production? rehearsal. No. That was live spontaneous celebration of our hundredth podcast episode at the uh oh, I can never remember the name of the conference. The forum conference in Orlando. It's amazing what a few cocktails will do for you. Yes, huh? there's <laughs> clinking of glasses. That was all orange juice and milk, though. Yeah, that was the breakfast networking event. And yeah, vodka. Exactly. Well, if you haven't figured it out, this is the 100th episode of the Arrogant Healthcare Marketing Bastards podcast. I am Chris Bevelo, president of Interval. We are the firm that has put on the podcast for the past near five years. And I'm joined today by co-host Jackie. Jackie Ritacco, account coordinator with Interval. Woo, Jackie! Yay! And Adam Meyer, creative director at, at Interval. Boo! Oh. No, I'm just kidding. Cheers! Nice. Adam. Oh, I had to stir it up a little bit. <laughs> no. Cheers Boo. to you guys. Cheers Thank to all you of too. us. Do you guys remember where you were? Our first podcast was September 6, 2006. Mm-hmm. Do you remember where you were? I was here recording the podcast. Well, that's when it was released. Because when I looked up the date, that's when it hit the airwaves. Sure. I was actually at Shushmid Conference the first really? day oh. in Phoenix. So it could not have been recorded that day. It was the day released before? that day. What's that? Was it the day? Must have been like the week before, the day before? I don't know. I can't uh, remember. I'd have to go back and... That was back when it took you like a month to edit and put it up? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, it could have been. Who knows when it was recorded? But it hit the airwaves. The official, you know, it breathed its first breath. Can I say that? On September 6th. So I looked up that day. I went back to my iCal just for the humor. So nice. first day at Shushmid, I had my MBA classes at the end of that week. So I'm sure I was like scrambling to write a 10-page paper for that. <laughs> uh, must have just been done celebrating my youngest daughter's fourth birthday. So now she's turning nine. Yikes. How about that? Wow. And then I pulled some, uh, some news that happened on that day, which is really ironic when I pulled news from this day. Listen to these headlines. Huge oil find in Gulf of Mexico. That was like the top story. Isn't that ironic? Everything we've been through the last (laughs) year. Uh, Boeing exec made new Ford chief. So that's Alan Mulally, who has done a great job with Ford. I mean, could he have imagined in 2006 the S storm that was coming his way? Oh, man. (laughs) No. (laughs) Right? And then... uh, the headline is Bush to transfer terror figures. President Bush has acknowledged the existence of secret CIA prisons and said 14 key terrorist suspects have now been sent to Guantanamo Bay. So I wondered if that was the first time that Guantanamo was ever kind of dis- talked yeah. about as a holding pen Tank. for terrorists. Yeah. Huh. Maybe. Interesting, huh? Yeah. So where were you guys? Do you remember? I don't remember. I mean, aside from, I mean, I was living in my cute little house in Robbinsdale. And living in a van down, down by, by the, the river. river. <laughs> I was <And> editing, homeless. <laughs> editing, I was, I was posting a podcast that day. That's, I know that. I know that much. I don't know what I was doing on that exact day, but 
I believe I had just started my very first internship at an ad agency in Minneapolis. Yeah. Not here. Not here. No. But I was I was kind of just fresh out of college. When I was just born. You heard this <laughs> wild, crazy new podcast, and you thought, who are those guys? I want to work here. I want to work there. <laughs> Which we said a few episodes. I think it was Healthcare Marketing Insights. Yep. That was the first Yawn. name. Yeah. It was, Insights. It was that for quite a while. It was. It's, it's been, it was, man, we've only been the arrogant healthcare marketing bastards for probably. Well, mm-hmm. we've been that for a long time, but the name of the show. Well, yeah, we've been, yeah, we've been, been that, that since day one. <laughs> we, really, <laughs> we really got a little more aggressive with the title of that, didn't we? Right. So that, again, if people haven't heard that story, that was one of our <clears throat> avid listeners who shared our podcast internally and got a lot of positive feedback, but also got some, I think the way he put it was some older folks, maybe some more traditional, I don't know if, know if they're marketing, and we're like, what the hell is that? <laughs> Sounds like a bunch of arrogant bastards sitting around shooting the ass. And he told us that, and we're like... Yeah, that's exactly what it. That it sounds is. about right. We're just gonna <laughs> we're gonna embrace that description and change the name. So, so anyway, to celebrate this 100th episode, we ask uh, well listeners, followers of the podcast, but anybody really to submit videos uh, to answer a couple questions. So we asked, "What do you think?" We'll let the ambulance pass. <laughs> what do you think has been the biggest change in healthcare marketing since? the dawn of this mm-hmm. podcast, so September 2006, so almost five years. Uh, and what do you think will be the biggest change in the next two years? And we got seven responses, which I think is fantastic. We That's will great. post all of them in their entirety on our show page, and we will trumpet them in many different ways because there's a lot of great insight in there. Mm-hmm. Really smart people responded. We're going to highlight a few here in this podcast, uh, but you can, you can go review all of them. And they're each about maybe two or three minutes, so it won't take you long. So we yep. really encourage that. So let's uh, let's kind of talk about what these folks said, and then maybe have some own, of our own feedback. So when you think about the last five years, uh, as far as healthcare marketing, what has changed? What's been the most significant change? And you know, naturally, there was a lot of talk about social media, digital, yep. online. Uh, but the contributors really seem to acknowledge how much healthcare marketers have grown in their sophistication. Mm-hmm. So we're going to play a couple clips here that you can, you can listen to that. First is from Dan Dunlop, who is president of Jennings, so healthcare agency out of the South. Uh, and he's going to talk about, talk about in terms of professionalism. Uh, and then we're going to hear from Chris Boyer, our number one fan. <laughs> <laughs> Who is the director of digital communications and marketing at Innova Health Systems and also a client, uh, and how he describes the change. So let's hear from them. It seems to me that the professionalism that has come to healthcare marketing is a relatively new thing over the last five years, and I think it's been driven by the economy. As hospitals and health systems have looked at what they're getting for their marketing and how they're using marketing, They've started realizing that this isn't just about having a department that cranks out brochures and print ads, that this is potentially, and if done right, a strategic component uh, of the operations of your hospital. Um, You know, in the last five years since you started in 2006, there's been a lot of changes in healthcare marketing. And I think one of the biggest changes that I feel has happened is that as healthcare marketers, we're starting to realize that it's less about broadcasting our message to you and it's becoming more and more about 
that we're really genuinely trying to help our marketing efforts to connect patients and people that consume healthcare to our services. So we're taking a real critical look at, um, at the different vehicles that we use, the different techniques that we use, the language we use. We're really starting to, to shape the way we're really addressing and, and, and talking about things when we're, when we're addressing uh, our, our, our community that are out there. So we've come a long way, baby. <laughs> what, do you guys, what do you guys think? Do you agree with that? Yeah, I think that I think they're spot on. Mm-hmm. For sure. I mean, shall, would you like elaboration? What's that? No, that's all. <laughs> that's Let's move on. No, I, I agree. I think if you looked five years ago, uh, you know, I still think we have a ways to go. And even Chris Boyer goes on to kind of say that in the next breath that you know there's still a ways to go. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, we've come a long way. And you've, di- I mean, you just look at folks like Chris Boyer who. You have those kind of people in the industry, and they're going to pull us forward. So that's right. good. You still have a lot of kind of traditional approaches and traditional thinking, which is natural. It's not just going to disappear. Mm-hmm. But even a position like his in a hospital, yeah, however many years ago, right? Or Jesse Stremka, mm-hmm. who who we're going to hear from in a little bit, who's got a p- title of e philanthropist. So e philanthropist. Right. I mean, that just by itself. And I think that's both Chris and Jesse are. Well, Chris's position maybe not as much anymore, but fairly rare <clears throat> still. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not like a comp. Those aren't common positions. Chris's maybe, but Jesse's sure isn't. Right. Uh, so I think that's good. you know. And, and that's kind of what we were talking about last episode, I believe, the conference I was at where I felt like, you know, it, if I had to describe it, I would say the last five years we've come a long way but we've still got a ways to go. Mm-hmm. If it's the next two years and we talk about, you know, the next hundred podcasts, it took us five years to get a hundred because in the beginning it, we did one like every right. <laughs> four <Year>. months or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then we went to monthly and then we switched to weekly. So mm-hmm. to get to another hundred, it'll take us a couple of years. I would hope that in two years we'll see as much growth as we have the past five. Right. And that we really will be seeing, uh, hopefully the majority of hospital marketers, in a place of sophistication and uh, maybe at the same plane as other industries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting to, to think too about what's driving that uh, sophistication. I mean, is it, is it the fact that, you know, the economy is down, therefore the people who are still around are those who have been deemed, you know, the most valuable or the most sophisticated or the, um, or is it that, you know, maybe some of the old school leadership is finally cycling out of right. some of these organizations and the, the people who are rising up or the people who are coming in um, have a better, have a higher level of sophistication, a better understanding of marketing or a higher value of marketing and are expecting those, you know, expecting real results from marketing, unlike, you know, people who might have been there before who were in you know, the old boys club and mm-hmm. right. viewed a marketing department like a print shop. And that was right. about all they were. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, there's so many factors that could be influencing it, but to, to their point, I think that there is certainly a higher level of sophistication, which is nice to see. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's, I think it's both those things you talked about. I think there's an evolution of, uh, almost a generational shift in leadership where the, the folks coming through as leaders are more sophisticated from a business standpoint. I, I shouldn't say that. I mean, it's not like the old leaders weren't sophisticated from a healthcare business standpoint, but the understanding of marketing and branding and those kind of things. Mm-hmm. So that's helped. But I do think the, the economy and what we went through 
forced a lot of accelerated change. Yeah. Uh, Both in we don't have as much money, so you have to do more with less. Mm -hmm. And then also just scrutiny of what are you doing (coughs) and which forces healthcare marketers to go, well, I better shape up. Right. Which I think is a good kind of segue into what do you think about the next few years? Because uh, one of the comments that I was really thrilled to hear throughout some of the contributions were talk about measurement and ROI. Mm-hmm. So you heard that from a few folks. We heard from um, Jessica Levko, who's an editor at Reagan, and she didn't have a. She said she didn't have a video camera handy, but she had a crystal ball. <laughs> so she sent an email in from her crystal ball, and we'll post her comments on the on the website as well. But uh, her quote, for example, was: uh, "Hospital communicators will have to stop thinking about ROI in terms of engagement, branding." And awareness, and start thinking about how to bring in cold hard cash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Right? Doesn't mean you don't. Doesn't mean you ignore engagement, branding, or awareness. It's just you had better be able to demonstrate some ROI somewhere. Right. Right. You know? And the real intent. That would be huge. I mean, really, the the intent of that engagement and awareness is to drive real ROI. So I'm um, man. I mean, if you if you can. If you can show returns, then all of your efforts are not in vain on that stuff that otherwise could, you know, be viewed as soft and mushy and right. whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. So the other thing that, that the contributors talked about a lot, you know, looking forward was, you know, obviously reform is a huge question mark of what that's really going to do. Uh, but kind of thinking about a, a shift to wellness that came up over and over, which I was also excited yeah. to hear. Uh, as as a way to engage and, and build your brand. And so we're going to play three clips here. Uh, the first is from Ben Dillon, who is the eHealth evangelist and vice president at Geonetric. I've known Ben for a long time. Uh, we actually met at a Shushman networking event. That might have been in... 2006. Wow, that might have been in Phoenix. <laughs> I think it was. How ironic is that? It was just pure coincidence. We were, you know, we, you sign up for one of those... You go out to eat, you don't know who all's there. Right. And he and I were at the same end of the table and we both came from Iowa and you know, had a connection. I think that was Phoenix. Hmm. I'm gonna say it was, even if it wasn't. <laughs> so Ben I love the way Ben puts it. So when you hear his quote, uh, he talks about kind of a shift in demand. So a shift from uh, really demand generation, which is what folks are normally focused on, to demand channeling, meaning making sure the right people go to the right place, or even demand suppression. Mm-hmm. So as soon as accountability comes in, uh, how do you make sure that people are getting the care they actually need? And if they're not, that you, that you keep them away from the ED, for example. And then we're going to hear from Jesse Stremka, who I mentioned before. He's the e-philanthropist from Children's Hospitals and Clinics of Minnesota. Uh, he also talks about wellness uh, and also throws in some of our favorite terms like mobile and gamification and those kind of things. He's, he's big on gamification. Uh, and then finally, there's a, uh, you know, another way of thinking about it from Randy Bunker, who used to be at Children's and now is a manager of e-growth and digital marketing at Optum Health, which is a huge uh, part of United Health Group. And when you hear his quote, he's referring to the power of mobile uh, and how that might be used to really have an impact on healthcare marketing. Uh, and he talks about some examples uh, related to wellness. So let's, let's hear from those three. Likewise, as we see a big shift of, uh, of risk and a big move to accountability by provider organizations, that uh, much of what we do today as marketers is going to change pretty dramatically. 
Uh, right now we've been in a demand generation mode for a very long time and I think as we go forward we're going to see that shifting to more of a demand channeling making sure people are accessing the system in the right way in some cases demand suppression for services that we we really shouldn't be providing or can't provide profitably uh, and I think wellness is going to become a big focus and wellness promotion is really going to move from from sort of being a mission oriented uh, focus to being much more of a mandate of what we have to do as provider organizations in the future. Secondly, what's what do we see coming in the future? I think the the healthcare reform and the the shift uh, hospitals will shift from focusing on treating disease to creating wellness in in patients, and you'll see hospitals uh, as part of their marketing take advantage of the new technology available uh, mobile technology to do ongoing monitoring some creating creating of game-like environments building on kind of what uh, foursquare and, and others have done to incentivize behaviors using game psychographics i think will be important part of what you'll see in the next couple of years as hospitals get more savvy with technology and continue to focus or or shift to focus on wellness instead of treating disease Perhaps it's um, getting uh, uh, a reduced rate on your healthcare premiums if you're checking in at a gym um, a couple times a week and getting rewarded for that and other healthy habits. Um, it could be getting um, uh, notes sent to your phone uh, if you're near um, uh, near a, a place and they want to. Um, uh, give you a note that uh, there's a hiking trail nearby and so you're going to get a text or uh, or an email or some kind of alert um, you know or coupons uh, in the area for um, for restaurants or other grocery stores who may have uh, healthy healthy choices for you so just lots of really interesting things to to think about so great quotes from from Ben and Jesse and Randy and I just have to say, if that's our future, that's that'd be freaking cool. Pretty exciting, <laughs> yeah. Don't you think? Yeah, yeah. Lots of fun things to to do in there, and just infinite possibilities. Mm-hmm. You know, and and a lot of this is just making sure that we can bring hospitals and health systems to a place where they see they see that future and want to capitalize on it now. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been I've been trying to tell our clients that if no matter what the initiative is they're looking at, you know, the, the first three things they should be thinking about are search mobile and online. And you can almost think about those as past, present and future, you know, online is something that's been around for a while. It's still not utilized in the right way mm-hmm. in so many cases. Uh, so think about that and search is kind of now and it's not going away, but it's something that's happening at such a big level. And then mobile right. is something that is just emerging. Uh, and so that it's a great example of, I think a lot of health systems are, the majority of them are trying to do things online, uh, but you know they still struggle a little bit. A minority of them are doing search in the right way, and so very few are doing mobile. Hey, you know, Randy had a comment on um, rewarding patients with great content when they find you, right. and I think he's right on with that, but I'd also flip that on its head in that great content is how patients are going to find you as well. And when you look at your organic, you know, your SEO efforts, um, great content is one of the keys to ha- is one of the keys to SEO. I mean, p- content that people value is going to be linked to. It's going to be uh, um, more in demand. You're going to get crawled more often. I mean, it's that your 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 long tail when it comes to um, how you're indexed with Google. 
uh, other search engines, that's, that's important. It's critical. So start, look at it from, from many perspectives. A, you're rewarding your patients with great content. B, you're providing that fodder for your, for awesome organic SEO. Right. Um, and also to your point a second ago on mobile in Randy's points as well. Um, I think one, one shift that we're going to need to, all of us are going to need to embrace is that is to, to, and this is a point that I, I took away from a conference that I attended earlier this week, MinnaWebCon, um, Mino, I think it's MiniWebCon, mm-hmm. I think is how they pronounce it, but it was at the University of Minnesota. Um, a handful of really great speakers were there. And the first keynote speaker, Luke uh, Robomowski, one of his main points is that we need to stop thinking about mobile as in these are just platforms that people use when they're out and about. Um, he had some interesting statistics and maybe we can link to some in the show notes, but that mobile devices are becoming the go-to computer for people, no matter where they are, whether they're out and about, mm-hmm. whether they're sitting at home. I um, mean, I can vouch for my, my wife, for example, she'll, she uses her iPhone around the house. She doesn't go to the computer. She has right. an iPad too. She doesn't pull that out and use that. She uses her computer, her, her iPhone as her computer all the time, sitting on the sofa, yep. um, running around the house, mm-hmm. doing things. It's there. It's convenient and it's perfect. Um, so we need to start, we need to stop thinking about mobile just as in mobile being away from your house and out and about. It's also, it's just mobile, meaning you're moving, you're around. This is part of your, this is part of your life at your desk. Right. Yeah. And even then, even then sometimes these devices are the go-to for people to, to access because it's so much more convenient to access it that way. Yeah. Um, so there's, there needs to be a shift and there will be a shift in which we're going to start thinking about. When it comes to web content, mobile first and and, yeah. and desktop content second, because yep. this isn't going to revert. This isn't going back to the old way, right. because this mobile makes sense. And formatting content in a way that um, is accessible for these devices is going to be critical. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm the same way. I mean, I have I have a laptop, so you think, hey, you know, that's that's mobile. You could, that's kind of in between, but you know, I have it at my desk. And if I'm going to work, I'll bring it with me and right. work on it. But if I'm just watching TV or I'm hanging up upstairs, I bring usually I bring my iPhone and <clears throat> my kid's iPad mm-hmm. because depending right. on what you know, I can't get text on the iPad, so I need it for that. <laughs> but if it's email, I don't want to look it on my iPhone. I look at my iPad; it's easier. Yeah. So it's kind of that's kind of ridiculous. Sometimes I want somebody to like can you combine those <laughs> so that I get the best of both worlds. But right. but yeah, I think I think that's totally. That's totally true. I mean, what do you guys think about what's coming? I mean, I think that's a great way to think about the next couple of years. Well, I just, when I listened to all these videos, I just thought it was so crazy and exciting to think about 2006. What was that, like five years ago? Right. Just to think that these people are talking about what's going to happen in the next two years. This would have never even been on your radar yep. in 2006. No. Yeah. Right. So it's just, I just think it's so exciting. It you know, is. And, you know, I think Randy talked about location-based check-ins and just, mm-hmm. and somebody else talked about how we really don't even know what this will all look like. Right. But that's kind of the exciting part, I think. So. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, when you throw reform into the mix too, and you t- talk about reform and wellness in the same sentence, I mean, they, they really do go hand to hand. I think when, when we talk about getting mm-hmm. healthcare costs under control, wellness has got to be a huge part of that moving forward. Um, we just need to be, we just need to be healthier as a society we need to be we need to give more of a crap about our our, our lives yeah. and our health and i don't take the bull by the horns i guess for lack of a better <laughs> way to say it but we can't we can't just sit back and um i don't know expect the industry i think to answer all of our or to solve all the problems we need to solve some of these problems for ourselves but i think the industry can be a part of us helping yeah. to mm-hmm. to uh lead to you know to lead that process yep 
Yeah, I'm totally. with you guys. I think it's a great time to be in this business. I think there's, mm-hmm. I don't know, we're the type of folks that thrive when there's change. I, I mean, just get excited about change. And there's just huge change. Even if it, it just healthcare, the whole industry is going through a massive change. And I think even if the legislative, you know, impetus that's behind all this goes away in some dramatic fashion, that the changes will still move forward because you still need to be able to do more with less, whether the government forces you to or not. Right. So, you know, I just think that there's so much of this that's, we're not going back just kind of like your mobile comment. We're not going back from, from trying to significantly change how we deliver healthcare. Uh, and what an exciting time to be part of that Mm -hmm. and try to help that with whatever we can bring to the table. So, uh, of course there's always, you know, it's the future. Like you said, I think it was Jesse who said, who knows, it's kind of cloudy. But mm-hmm. um, Ben Dillon had kind of a, a funny quote. We should play that now. So let's, <laughs> let's let him, if, what happens if it doesn't quite come to fruition? We're either going to see that happen or we're going to see ourselves backslide into a whole lot of billboards and trifold brochures. And, and frankly, I'm going to cry myself to sleep every night. <laughs> oh, Ben, that's good. We're going to close with a quote from Ben, too. He had some good quotes in there. <laughs> so what a great way to celebrate our 100th podcast. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. Mm-hmm. A little look back, a little look ahead. Yeah. Thanks to everyone for submitting. They're yeah, all really absolutely. Great. Thank you, too. We'll, we'll list them. Dan Dunlap from Jennings. Ben from Geonetric. Jessica from Reagan. Joel Cessna from Medicom Health, who wasn't in the podcast, but his video is up there. Randy Bunker from Optum Health. Jesse Stremka from Children's. And Chris Boyer. So thank you to all of them for contributing. Right. We, first of all, encourage folks to go to the show page and look at these videos, like we said before, because mm-hmm. there's a lot of great wisdom in there. We also encourage people to continue to send videos uh, just on these, these comments. If you want to weigh in on uh, you know, what's happened over the past five years, but more importantly, I think we love to hear from people on what they think is going to happen in the next couple. Yeah. And whatever we get, we'll put up there. Uh, we'll we'll put it on the show notes or the show page, and talk about you know, it on the we'll show. talk about it yeah. on the podcast. So, mm-hmm. if you uh, were trying to send one in and couldn't meet the deadline, or you hear this and are inspired, hey, keep keep send them in. That would be great. Yeah, and sorry to the thousands of video people who submitted that we couldn't get. Yeah, we the can show. only we can only handle those seven. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there was at least more to yeah, come. at least two or three thousand that we just we didn't have the server capacity for. No so. man, it, our, our server. It was on his knees. It failed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we appreciate all their efforts. But so I mean, that's a good place to close. Yeah. Sounds good. Okay. So we're looking forward to the next hundred episodes. And we talked about, we talked about a couple of things uh, moving forward for the next hundred. Uh, one was we were really going to seriously explore some kind of live offering. So right, right mm-hmm. now, you know, we record these and then we post them. Uh, if there's any way to do that so people can contribute. Um, listen as we do it. We'd still always post it as a podcast right. to download, but right. uh, we're looking at that, and we're looking at some other things of uh, maybe just shaking up a little bit. We're going to continue to have guest hosts and guest speakers uh, on, so if you're interested in that, let us know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we want to continue to innovate ourselves, but uh, as always, we'll continue to rant and rift on Be healthcare marketing. <laughs> And branding, and then slide into movies and beer pop culture, pop Ooh, culture, the heck knows what else? technology, and whatever else. It's all related. So, so with that, I think we'll we'll cl- we'll let Ben close the show. But thanks for listening, uh, whether it's been to one podcast or all hundred, and we look forward to 
continue to engage our audience moving to that next hundred. We will talk to you next time. Toodaloo. Congratulations to all the folks at Interval for putting together a hundred episodes of the Arrogant Healthcare Marketing Bastards podcast. I don't always agree with your fashion choices, but I always like what you have to say about marketing. <laughs>